You're listening to the Metamorphosis Podcast. What's up, girlfriend? Welcome to Metamorphosis with Mackenzie, where transformation and inspiration meet empowerment. Delve into the realms of science, spirituality, and personal growth as I share tools, powerful hacks, and captivating stories from my travels and experiences all around the world. Not only am I going to have you fully entertained, but as a self-love and glow-up coach, I'm going to have you on your way to your hottest, happiest, healthiest, and most successful self before you even know it. So sit back and enjoy or pop those AirPods in and get your hot girl walk on. Let's dive into it. Hello, and what is up? I hope all of you guys are feeling a fucking plus because your girl over here, she's been feeling nothing short of that. And that's actually what I wanted to sit down and record this podcast on because I truthfully feel like I have hacked the fucking system. Okay. And when I say hack the system, I mean that I have been growing exponentially in my business, in my trading success, in my personal goals. And it truthfully dawned on me a couple of weeks ago when I did a Q&A on a question that a man had sent me in my DMs and it was all about momentum or not momentum actually. He asked me about discipline versus like motivation. And in my explanation to him, I kind of lit a light bulb in my own head. You know, maybe you guys can relate to this, but I'm somebody, and this is actually a projector trait if you know your human design. Um, If you don't know your human design, definitely go look it up because that is going to help you hack your own energy. And I highly recommend you learn about that because there are so many secret weapons and things that you can unlock within yourself to know how you function as a person. But one of the traits as a projector is the fact that sometimes what you have to do is you have to be able to speak out loud to other people in order to reveal an idea or an answer or a system or just something that you needed to hear yourself. Like sometimes you just need a sounding board. Like you don't even need other people's input. You just need to be able to voice the thoughts that you have in your head for them to actually click and make sense. Okay. And when I was going through answering this on that Q and A and I dove into the topic of momentum, it really sparked something for me. And it's crazy because my entire life, I've been a very high achieving individual. I come from a background where both of my parents did not go to college. I was a first generation student. Um, But from a very small age, I just knew that the life that I had seen all around me growing up in a very small town was not the life that I wanted to live. And so from a very early on age, I knew that I needed to push myself. And that's exactly what I did. I've always pushed myself. Like I said, I'm a high achiever by nature. And it translated in my journey through going and pursuing medicine. And so in my journey of this, you guys, I went from functioning in this highly, highly, highly masculine, goal achieving, structured, like by the books, everything has to be planned, scheduled, like very type A type of functioning to the complete polar opposite, okay? When I decided to leave the path of medicine and I was living out in New York, it was mid-COVID, okay? Like, I had moved out there. I was enrolled in Rutgers. I was preparing to go to medical school. I was ready. Like, I was so, so, so close. And when COVID hit and it kind of put me back and put my life on pause, 
that was the first time in my entire life that I felt like I had lifted my head up from the track. Like I always had the mentality of just keep your head down. You've only got four more years of school to go, four more years of school to go. We finished out undergrad. We've got four years of medical school. We've got two years of internship. We got two years of fellowship. Like just keep your head fucking down. And one day we're going to hit that finish line and we'll be able to lift it up and appreciate the world that we're living in. Okay. And first of all, that mentality is so flawed. (laughs) And it cost me really missing out on a lot of really like amazing things in my life. However, when COVID hit and my life was put on pause, that's when I all of a sudden popped my head up and I realized that I actually wasn't really pursuing something that I wanted to do. I think I had always convinced myself that I wanted to do it. You know, I really wanted to be able to help people. I really wanted to be able to make good money. I really wanted to you know, flex my intelligence. For me, that white cope was proof that as a female who is good looking, not only am I good looking, but I'm really fucking smart. Like I always wanted people to think that I was very smart and I am. (laughs) This is back. This is back when I cared more so about what people think than I do now. But anyways, that taste of the slow life of pause of traveling and learning to make money online really shifted things for me to the point where I swung so far in the opposite direction of that pendulum where I like to call it flow state, flowing, floating, and freely moving about doing whatever it is I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. And there's power in both. But recently what I've been focusing on more so is the balance and integration of both of them. And something that I've been working on for over a year now is the planner that I will be publishing come January. And I'm really excited about this planner there. It's it's honestly, it's been in the works for so long. I was somebody who was constantly using different planners, trying to find my favorite ones and, you know, taking pieces that I really liked from this one, pieces that I liked from this one, this one, this one, like trying to combine all of it. And eventually I gave up on trying new planners and just decided to make my own. And so honestly, I've been using my own personal planner for probably two, maybe three years now. No, I would say two years. And through that process, I've just continued to refine it as I learn more about how we function as human beings and you know, what balance looks like, what integration looks like, what it means to be focused on certain things. And that momentum conversation really finalized it. It essentially put the cherry on top of the cake to the point where this planner is so fucking genius and definitely something that I attribute to the major success that I've seen come through for myself over the last 30 days. But I don't want to talk about the planner too much. I want to talk about all of the things that I have been using. I sat down to write out the things that are really working for me because right now I am at the peak of my game. And I'm telling you, when I say peak, this doesn't just mean peak and then we're going back down, right? Like I think life has seasons for sure. I've been in a plateau for what feels like maybe three, four months. Okay. And that's okay it happens. But I was really fucking sick of that plateau and I had to start looking at the things that I needed to work on. And I think what's really important to understand is that nobody tells you how honest you have to be with yourself in order to make a change. Because in order to make change, you have to first admit that something in your life is not going the way you want it to. Tip number one, 
I have been meditating so much more. Now, I'm somebody who's been meditating for a while. Meditation is something, it's a practice that I do to bring myself peace, relaxation, happiness, to raise my vibe. It just feels so good. It is like a paradise for myself. And when I was in this plateau, I was getting incredibly frustrated. I was shorter tempered, I would say too, because I was already frustrated. And so it was easier for me to experience frustration, discomfort, anxiety, anger, and so many other emotions because I simply wasn't getting what I wanted. And just like a four-year-old, just like a five-year-old who isn't getting what they want, obviously they're going to have some fucking feelings about it. We are still babies in adult bodies, okay? So now instead of being on schedule and being told when to nap, being told when to eat, being told when to play, being told when to you know, rest, whatever it is, we have to do that for ourselves. And sometimes it's really hard to do that when we're too preoccupied with the fact that we aren't getting what we want. Okay. And so I started meditating a lot more because I felt like what I was currently doing obviously just was not working for me. And I needed new systems, new ideas, new inspiration, and new guidance to break me out of that. And so there are three meditations that I do at minimum throughout the day, okay? And take this and implement it as you will. But right away when I wake up in the morning, I do a meditation that is aimed around a specific archangel. And I actually got these meditations. I bought them. I got. I bought like a pack of them. I think it was maybe like $100, um, but I bought it from numerology.com and I've been Honestly, I've had these for a while and I've been sitting on them. I'm not even going to lie. I've probably had these meditations for two years, uh, maybe even longer. And I just never got into them. So I wake up and I do an archangel meditation. And this is all about connecting with your angels, calling in specific archangels who are here to help you with X, Y, Z, whatever their purpose is. And so I start my day by bringing in my angels, connecting with a specific archangel that I want present with me inside of that day for whatever it is they can help supply to me. And it has changed the way I move throughout my day. I literally have so much confidence moving through my day, knowing that my angels are here to guide me, knowing that I have the extra strength of this specific archangel that's going to help me move and experience the things that I want to experience or take action in the things that I want to take action on or feel more of the feelings that I want to have throughout that day. So that's how I've been starting my day. I do a meditation immediately when I wake up. And then I also will do maybe four or five minute meditations between my work sessions. So I'm going to get into a bit of what my day looks like later because I do have that written down as well. Like I've been tapping into different cycles and things like that. But in between my work sessions, what I'll do is right before I hop back into work, I will lay down, I will sit down, um, I'll just get comfortable and I'll close my eyes and I'll ask myself what my intentions are for the next time span that I'm going to sit in work. Where do I want my attention? What new ideas can be flowing? Where do I want to actually expend my energy? And it's so crazy how much clarity comes through and how many new ideas that I'd never even thought about before come through and 
it's just amazing because your higher self, your future self, your angels, your guides, they know what to do. They know what is highest for you to do. They know where your attention needs to be. They know what projects you need to work on. They know where and when everything needs to fall together for you to have the highest success that you actually want. Okay. And oftentimes we just get so caught up in the habitual routines, the commotion or distractions that are happening throughout our days that we don't actually acknowledge or listen to our intuition and that inner guidance to actually move on to it. So what I've been doing is, like I said, I sit down for maybe three, five, 10 minutes, depending on it, 10 minutes max. And I just simply meditate on what it is I want to do with the next 90 minutes of my time. And that has been a game changer. Now, the final thing that I've been doing is I've been meditating before I go to sleep. And I'm talking tucked in, cozy as ever, meditating literally up until I fall asleep. And sometimes I will do this even if I know I'm going to fall asleep during it because I'm still welcoming in that theta brain state where I'm going to be most suggestible. And again, really receiving that meditation most, okay? Um, let me actually just add two. So the one that I do in the morning is a guided meditation. And the one that I do in the evening or like before bed is also a guided meditation. The ones that I break up as little mini meditations throughout the day, these are not guided. These are just me closing my eyes and allowing things to come up or process and kind of letting my body speak to me or my intuition speak to me versus having someone else guide me through. You guys, I am an absolute slut for meditations. Okay. Like your average girl who's 25 years old probably goes out and like spends hundreds of dollars on clothes, makeup, hair, nails. Like I don't, I don't know, honestly, I'm not a very normal person, but I am the polar opposite. I will go out and I will drop hundreds of dollars on meditations and courses. And I will be the one who's sitting there with a $20 shirt in my checkout being like, hmm, do I really need this? Like, do I actually need this? Is this going to help me do something with my life? So I have accumulated so many meditations and things like that throughout time. And right now, the ones that I've been heavily rotating through are um, ones from Joe Dispenza. I also have ones from numerology. Like I was saying before, I have another one in there. Uh, I also have one from the Hot High Priestess. That's her name on TikTok. And um, I basically, like when I go lay down to bed, I just kind of ask myself, like, what do I feel available for? What do I feel like my energy needs? What am I feeling most called to? What do I want to focus on? Some of them are money related. Some of them are quantic quantum physics and quantum field related. Some of them are about being your highest self. Some of them are about letting go of the day that you had so you can have peaceful rest. Um, I also have the Headspace app. I love the Headspace app. Okay. And I understand, I think it's like a $70, $75 subscription. Um, I understand that that can be a stretch financially. It's probably the most expensive app that I have on my phone. Um, But again, like it's so worth it at the end of the day. Like you are an investment. So don't hesitate to spend $75 on yourself, the nails, the tattoos, the shirts, the shoes, like whatever else it is that can simply wait. If I had to say anything, it's that you need to be investing more of your time and your money into the things that are going to help you grow instead of the things that are just going to give you that instant gratification of like, oh, yay, now I have the hottest trend or the hottest sweater or the dress that went viral on TikTok. Like, cool, but 
I'm over here. I'm going to be buying the meditations and the tools and the kits and the classes and the courses that are going to help me buy a hundred of those things later on in life. Okay. And again, it comes down to what you prioritize. So don't let me get preachy on you. Um, but it is a perspective to consider. So yes, (laughs) that was a really long explanation and I definitely started to ramble, but I've been meditating a ton. The second thing that I've really been focusing on is nurturing my masculine energy and giving structure and stability for my feminine energy. Okay. So this could be a podcast episode in itself. I don't really want to dive into it too deeply, but within every single one of us, we have both. You have masculine energy, you have feminine energy. A lot of the masculine essence is about having structure, support, protection, responding instead of reacting, reflecting, being grounded, being committed to goals and personal truth, okay? The feminine energy is all about creating, birthing, manifesting, flowing, being playful, having solid intuition, being authentic, okay? Being vulnerable. And so I know that in order to be functioning as my highest self, within my business, within the markets, I have to be at full peak of healthy masculine and healthy feminine, understanding where one serves over the other. So an example of this is when I'm doing my charting in the markets, when I'm looking at things and I'm marking things up and I'm looking at market structure, I'm looking for order blocks and things like that. That's a very masculine analytical step. Okay. But when it goes to actually executing trades, I sink back more into my feminine because it's a lot more about being patient and waiting for the perfect opportunity and saying no a lot (laughs) to the part of me that wants to just get in, get in, get in, get in. Like, I don't know if any of you guys are investors or traders, but there is a whole process of maturing that comes with it in which you realize you cannot just be in the markets trading a hundred times a day. Okay. Like, The good, consistent traders are trading just a couple of times. They're getting in, they're making their money, they're staying patient, they're looking for the big moves, and then they're getting in. So another really easy way to break down masculine and feminine energy, and I've actually had conversations about this in a previous podcast with my friend Nick, where we talk about masculine and feminine energies. And he talks a lot about how the masculine is here to persuade individuals to say yes. All right. Think about sales. If you're doing door-to-door sales, you're trying to persuade people to say yes to buy your thing. And if not, they're going to shut the door and guess what? You go to the next house. Same thing in the club. If a guy's trying to bring home a girl and he doesn't necessarily what care what girl it is, he's going to go up to one girl. He's going to try to persuade her. If she says no, boom, he's going to move to the next girl. She says, no, boom, he's going to move to the next girl all the way up until he finds someone that says yes. Same thing in sales. So when I'm in my more masculine energy, I know I'm probably selling my program. I might be on a sales call. I might be completing structure. I might be working on the curriculum of my GLOW program. Something I've been focusing on recently is the GLOW 2.0 and the things that are being upgraded within that program for the January edition that's coming out. And a lot of that has to do with being analytical. What is working? What is not working? What is essential? What maybe is just fluff that we don't actually need so much anymore, right? 
to then the feminine energy, which is a lot about your power to say no, really stepping into your ability to say no comfortably. Okay. So again, women are all about protecting their energy, protecting their space, being incredibly selective about what they're available for because they know they're the prize, right? So another example of this again is saying no to the small trades in the market so that I can get in with solid positions on the big ones. It can be creating the new ideas and birthing new ideas for my program. It can also be allowing myself to be incredibly present on my coaching call, okay? A nurturing experience for my clients. It fluctuates so heavily and I've really learned to step into that and in doing so, it's illuminated the ways in which I function from an incredibly healthy feminine energy and all of the ways in which I still have room to improve my masculine energy and my utilization of my masculine energy. So that is another tip, okay? Tip number three. (laughs) If you are somebody who loves to scroll, okay, maybe you're scrolling on shopping sites, building carts, never checking out. Maybe you're somebody who gets sucked into TikTok, gets sucked into Instagram, gets sucked into Facebook, whatever it is. Scrolling is terrible. (laughs) It is absolutely terrible for you. And the reason that we like it so much and we get so sucked into it is because it's actually incredibly fulfilling on the very basic level of what your brain enjoys. Your brain enjoys consuming a lot of information in a short amount of time, okay? It's like the instant gratification, right? So every single time you flip to a new video, you flip to a new picture, you're receiving new information and you can receive it for 0.7 seconds and you can move to the next one, all right? The average human attention span, I think, is at like seven seconds now, (laughs) which is why you'll see Instagrams or TikToks with changing views and changing frames and the graphics that will show up and the little emojis that will show up and the um, captions that will show up and they're changing colors and all sorts of different things. It's all because your attention span is trying to get sucked in. Like they're trying to keep you on there so that your attention is grabbed and you stay through the actual video. But what I noticed for myself, and maybe this is TMI, I actually don't give a fuck, but when I go to the bathroom... That is when I used to allow myself to sit and scroll because I really have very good discipline. I don't allow myself to do it throughout my workday. I don't allow myself to do it throughout the day a lot. And so going to the bathroom for me was kind of like, all right, it's recess. We get like two minutes of recess. We can scroll. We can do whatever we want. And what I found myself doing is I would get sucked into whatever I was watching or whatever I was doing, and I'd end up sitting there longer than I needed to be. So now... What I have done is I rearranged the apps on my phone, first of all, so that it's harder for my brain to recognize and remember and like absentmindedly go into some of these apps. But I started using my Duolingo every single day. All right. I literally have a 32-day streak going right now. And these lessons take maybe two minutes. And I'm learning Spanish. Like I'm practicing my Spanish. I've taken years and years and years, like eight years of Spanish throughout my life. So I would say that I do speak decently well, Um, but obviously 
being in America, you don't practice it very much. So I'm keeping up on my practice. I'm keeping up on my vocabulary and keeping it very relevant and in the forefront of my brain by practicing it for two minutes every single time I go to the bathroom, which is maybe four, five, six times a day, right? And that's an easy way for me to do something that is beneficial. I'm learning. I'm stimulating my brain. I'm actually putting work and time into a skill that I want to be putting that into. And also too, I'm not wasting my time getting sucked into pointless distraction. All right. If you are a math person and you like doing math problems, download a math problem app. If you like doing Sudoku, like do Sudoku. If you like doing crossword puzzles, do crossword puzzles. Like I don't care what it is you're doing, but try to fit some sort of skill into that time instead. Or maybe you're in the car listening to music and you could be listening to an audiobook. Substitute out the pointless, meaningless, little distracting things that are sucking up your time, consuming you, causing you to stay stuck, and replace them with things that are going to actually propel you forward. This is another little side tip that kind of goes along with this. This wasn't something that I wrote down, but it is something that's been incredibly impactful for me over the last few years. And again, I don't I don't want to be someone who's scrolling on social media. Um, so what I will do if I do feel the craving or the urge to go scroll, I'm going to go scroll on my Pinterest, okay? Because I know that my Pinterest is curated full of things that are inspirational quotes, relevant to the future that I want to have. Like it's my dream board essentially. So instead of looking at other people doing certain things, I'm looking at what it is I want to attract into my life. And the more relevant I can keep that in the forefront of my brain, the more likely I'm going to be inspired to take the actions in order to get myself to that, right? Like if you keep your goals in a position where you constantly are seeing them, it's impossible to forget about them. Another tip is I've been using my planner. Okay. I'm not going to lie, you guys. This is, it's, I almost feel bad giving you the teaser about it, but I want to just describe what some of my days look like and the reasoning and processing behind why I did structure things the way that I did. Back when I was in London, I went to a biohacking convention where I learned about not only the circadian rhythms, but I also learned about your ultradian performance rhythm. Okay. And essentially what that rhythm does is it shows your energy cycles throughout the day, like your attention capacity. Okay. So you know how, you know how when you get into something and you're just like really in flow with it, that's when your attention is at peak. Okay. And sometimes that phase can last much longer than the 90 minutes, but biologically speaking, that will fluctuate every 90 minutes. So the way that I've structured my day is I'm in work mode for 90 minutes, and then I'm doing something else for 90 minutes. Then I'm back in work no work mode for 90 minutes, then I'm doing something else for 90 minutes. Then I'm back in work mode for 90 minutes, and then I'm doing something else. And that's how I've been structuring my day, you guys. And I can't even begin to tell you how much this has really changed my life. I don't even, like, I know it sounds probably so corny, but it's so true. So I just want to walk you through, I'm going to pull up my planner right now and walk you through what I do throughout the day, okay? So that you can get a full spectrum idea of what it is that I'm doing. All right, so what I do is I wake up 
Oh man, you guys, I've honestly been disrespecting my sleep pattern and my sleep cycle. So my wake up time is a little embarrassing, but <laughs> I'm just going to tell you guys anyways, I've been waking up every single day, right around like nine. Sometimes I sleep to like nine 30. Okay. And I used to be somebody who woke up habitually at 7am, no matter where I was in the world. And that was something that kept me super grounded while traveling. And since I've gotten back, it's, I, it's just not been, it's not, I have not been on my A game with it. So that's okay. There's obviously always room to grow, but I've been waking up every day right around 9am. And what I'll do is I'll immediately go into my morning routine, which includes waking up, doing the dishes. Um, I will make tea. I will take my supplements. I will go outside. I'll go for a walk. And then when I come back in, I'll have my coffee because at that point it's been about 90 or so minutes since I woke up. Um, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you're really like, it's really bad if you wake up and you immediately pump caffeine into your body. That's what's giving you that midday lull. So if you can replace it with something else, I replace mine with green tea, which does have a little bit of caffeine, but nothing significant like my shot of espresso that I have every day. After that, I come in and I immediately head into my first work session. In my first work session, I'm focused on trading. So I might be marking charts. I might be watching an educational video. I might be placing actual trades. I might be watching CNBC to see what's going on in the news. Okay. That's going to change every single day, but that 90 minute section is dedicated to trading. After that 90 minutes, I will go outside. I will typically prep some sort of lunch for myself or I'll eat during that time. I will also do a workout if I have a workout. Like I basically just give myself 90 minutes to flow. And then as I said before, in the final 10 minutes of that 90 minute section, I will sit down and I'll do a meditation to plan out the next 90 minutes that I want to go into. So then the next 90 minutes goes back into work mode. And this is typically when I'm either working on my podcast or things for my Monarch business. But on this particular day, I went into my Monarch business. And what I did was I created a testimonial highlight. I filmed five TikToks. I scripted things for my website. And then I also... Um, I'm scared. Like I scripted something that I plan on creating in the next couple of days. So that was again a 90-minute session of focused, uninterrupted work on my Monarch coaching business. After that, I went into another 90 minutes of flow. I ended up calling my sister on this day. I made myself dinner. I walked again. <laughs> I got the mail. I meditated. I fit in a little bit of like a class. I signed up for a one-day mastermind. So I sat down and I watched that mastermind. And then again, at the end of that 90 minutes of flow time, I hopped back into work and I've worked on my podcast for 90 minutes. And then after that, because I've already hit my four, five hours for the day, I'm simply in relax mode. I know that I make more money when I'm relaxed. I know that I have more creative opportunities when I'm relaxed. So that's what I prioritize my evenings for. And then I go into my nighttime routine and then obviously go to bed where I told you before, I will also meditate before I fall asleep. So that's what my days have been looking like. And it's honestly, as I'm sitting here like talking about it, I realize it's a very masculine 90 minutes of structured work. 
And then it's a very feminine 90 minutes of flow, integration, creativity, allowing myself to kind of just ease and use my intuition to decide what it is I want to do and where I want to value myself and where I want to nurture myself for that next 90 minutes of masculine work. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Like that balance has been so so key and actually you know what let me pull up this planner quick because I might read something to you guys okay yeah I'm gonna read this really quick this is just one of the pages from the intro to the planner and it might spark some inspiration for you um, but also it's just gonna give you a fucking really epic sneak peek into what I've been working on lately so this is one of the introduction pages but it says the entirety of the universe feels massive as a whole But when you zoom in, you realize it's a beautiful composition of all the little things. Success and sustainable success works the exact same. The distance between you and your goals may feel massive or out of reach, but through consistent repetition of the little things, it will not only be attained, but it will also be retained. The purpose of this planner is to help you balance three major components necessary for your ability to thrive in life. That's freedom, fulfillment, and fortune. This 90-day planner is designed to help you create, execute, and complete a massive shift in your overall happiness, health, and wealth. By using this guide correctly, you'll be able to identify, execute, and empower yourself through your day-to-day actions while actively getting to your goals. I've composed and structured a strategy that's inspired by concepts and knowledge from my days of studying psychology, neuropsychology, neuroscience, resilience, biological well-being, as well as integrating techniques from peer-reviewed research. The goal is to go from alive and well to thriving and wealthy. Success is inevitable when your daily actions are a step in that direction day after day. This is your 90-day makeover to intentionally create and embody this harmonious balance while avoiding burnout, self-neglect, sabotage, and comparison. How you design your day is how you design your life. Let's get started. Oof. (laughs) it's so fucking good you guys like there's literally what am I at right now currently I have a 15 page introduction this will be a little bit more but again it's teaching you how to use the planner it's helping you decide what you want to plan out and it's really making it something that's very customizable for you so that you can balance the masculine and feminine energies the goals, as well as the playtime, as well as functioning within the natural rhythms of how your body biologically functions. And I'm telling you, you guys, this has fucking changed my life. (laughs) This has fucking changed my life. I don't say that lightly. And I'm so excited to get this out to you guys because I know that for those of you who are just like me, and are high achievers and want things so bad, but you just end up getting in your own way and you self-sabotage or you or you false start and it frustrates the fuck out of you because you know you have the potential to do and be and have what you want. You're just not there yet. This planner is going to change your life. It has literally catapulted me over the last 30 days and I'm only 30 days into this. This is a 90-day planner And I'm 30 days in. I can't even imagine what the next 60 days are going to look like for me and what I'm going to have as a result of it at the very end. The next thing does go back to that podcast that I had about momentum. Increasing momentum, you guys, like 
if we were to take the equation and if you've listened to that podcast, this is going to be a little bit of a repeat, but if you have not, you really should go listen to it because I'm not going to touch nearly on what is all in there. However, the, the equation for momentum is mass times acceleration. Mass in the form of goals will be your desire to hit that goal. How badly do you want it? How much mass do you contain in the pursuit of this goal? How much desire is there? Acceleration is the action in the pursuit. Now, if you're a physics wizard or you took physics in your life, you don't have to be a physics wizard. I would not consider myself a physics wizard and I knew this, but if you took physics and you might remember that acceleration is a vector and you might be like, what the fuck, Ken's? What is a vector? Essentially, all it means is that it's not just motion, right? Like acceleration could be in any direction and a vector means that there is a specific direction. So the reason that I bring this up is because action is great, but aligned action is king. So for me, if I want to be a good trader, but I spend my time scrolling through TikTok and watching other people's strategies instead of practicing and going into the market and actually doing it, sure, is my acceleration maybe a little bit there? Yeah, I guess it could be. However, going in and actually practicing, actually doing my own markups, getting in, practicing on a demo, placing things on my live, like there's a difference between being busy and actually being productive. And that's where that difference comes in with your acceleration. So making sure that you're taking aligned action, not just any action. That leads me into another thing that I mentioned in that last podcast, but one of Newton's laws states that things in motion, objects in motion will stay in motion up until met by resistance, right? Now, resistance in the form of your goals can be limiting beliefs, it can be distractions, it can be dysfunctions, it can be all sorts of different things. So distractions, an example of what I eliminated was scrolling on my social medias, right? I've replaced that with something that's going to help me feel like I'm actually making progress in something. It's going to help me develop a skill that I want to be developing and practicing. Another thing that I've done is I keep my phone on do not disturb throughout the day. The only people that will ping my actual phone are clients and close family because obviously if there's something happening that I need to know about, I want to know. But outside of that, anybody else, I will not get a notification. I also, you guys, I have not had this on my phone in years, but I keep my social notifications, Instagram, Facebook, Messenger, TikTok, whatever it is, I keep all of those notifications off. If something happens in there, amazing, but it will get my attention when I get to it, when I decide I'm available for it. I cannot like I cannot handle having ping, 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 this person liked your photo, this person liked your photo, this person liked a photo of somebody that you follow, this person changed their profile photo, this person messaged you a meme. Like I'm just not available for that. It is way too distracting for me. If you can handle it, amazing. I personally cannot. So I keep all of that off. Dysfunction. Okay. I have a confession to make. <laughs> and we all have confessions like this, but I have noticed one of my key pieces of evidence that I am avoiding something like work or things that I know are going to be beneficial to me are the fact that I will lean more into my tarot. I will be doing tarot pulls and cards and readings. <laughs> 
all the time. All right. I get fucking addicted to tarot and it's because I'm looking for answers instead of creating them for myself. And so that is a red flag for me. If I know that I'm doing more than one to two like check-ins for myself in a day, that's a red flag. Also, I stopped smoking. Okay. I stopped smoking the start of October. And actually I was not really smoking a ton even before this, but I've been really trying to cut myself down on it. Um, And then when October hit, I did sober October and I've been sober now for how many days is this? I don't know, a lot. (laughs) I've been sober for quite a few days now. Um, And so that is something that again, pulls back from my dysfunction because do I love to be high? Do I love to get stoned? Absolutely. But guess what? I don't get tons of work done. Sometimes I can. I used to be somebody who functioned very well while being high and being stoned. Um, But I know that I want to reach the next level. And again, the things that I've been doing in the past levels may not be what gets me to my next level. And so I really knew that I had nothing to lose by cutting it out. And it was something that I just wanted to try and see if I could do. And, you know, again, it's like the 25th, the 26th, whatever day it is. Um, And I feel great. And I feel more focused. My intuition has been so loud you guys like i'm not i'm not shutting down my intuition anymore i'm very clear on certain things and you know what too i have the same satisfaction and the same feeling when i am meditating so if i do feel like overwhelmed or frustrated or anxious instead of going to smoke i go and i meditate <laughs> and i find clarity on the things instead of just numbing or suppressing feelings that i was having before so again confessions but These are things that I had to confess to myself in order to realize that there was something that maybe was holding me back and I had to cut them out in order to cut out dysfunction. Another thing that might be creating resistance is disease. And I say dis-ease because this is something that I feel physically and you will feel it too. But you notice how sometimes, you know, you get a text message from a certain person and it literally like just tightens your entire body up your anxiety is immediately spiked your blood pressure is spiked or maybe you feel this when you go in and you look at your bank account or maybe you feel this when you get an email about something at work or whatever it is right like you all know what feeling i'm talking about when something happens that triggers that anxiety that frustration that anger that sore spot within you we want to work to eliminate that And sometimes you cannot eliminate the trigger, all right? If it is your bank account, for example, or it is your boss or something that you're working on, you can't necessarily eliminate what's happening. And you can't just avoid it either because that's not going to get you anywhere. But what you can do is you can control the way you feel about the situation. And this has to do with having emotional resilience, emotional well-being, emotional intelligence, and then also emotional discipline. Which leads me into pointing out that you need to become so incredibly aware of where your energy is going so that you can actually be putting it towards the things that are going to help you grow. So I want you to ask yourself throughout the day, and again, this has been something that's changed the game for me, ask yourself, where is my energy going? Am I feeding into negative things? Am I feeding into scarcity? Am I feeding into lack, fear, judgment? Or am I feeding it into love, potential, growth, prosperity? 
And the best way to give you an analogy for this, and I cannot take credit for this analogy, even though I wish I could, it's fucking genius. Um, I got this from a mastermind that I signed up from. She was talking about this as a raffle at school. And you know how sometimes you buy these raffle tickets and you put them into the box of the specific prize that you want to win. I like to think of this, my school, we didn't have raffles like that. We had pennies for patients. And each grade had their own bucket that you could drop your coins into. And whatever grade had the most money in their bucket got a party at the end of that drive. And so obviously, if you're wanting your class to win this party, you're not going to go put this into the other kids' boxes, right? Like you're going to put the most money into your own box. And so if you're trying to feel more peace and happiness and relaxation and abundance in your life, you're not going to go to these other grades, these other bins that are all about having scarcity, lack mindset, fear, self-sabotage, whatever it is, right? So every single time I catch myself with my brain kind of just floating and drifting off into la-la land, and that la-la land is trying to convince me of something that I don't actually want to accept, I will quick pause myself before I drop the pennies into that bucket and I will say, nope, I'm not available for that. Let me just put that back into my bucket of happiness, prosperity, abundance, infinite potential, love, all of the things, right? So know where you're putting your pennies, know where you're putting your energy and only invest in the things that you want to be investing in. Now, the final thing that I have on my list here before I let you guys go, (laughs) I'm talking like I'm teaching a class. The final thing that I have on my list here is thinking long-term, large scale for me. And I'm going to use trading as an example, but I'll also go into like business as well. I know that I want to trade because of the freedom that it creates for me. Okay. Now, Trading has a lot of opportunity for me to be anxious and to be scared. Sometimes, you guys, I have to watch my trades go negative before they're going to go positive. And if I'm sitting over here hovering over my phone or my tablet and watching my trades in the negative and I'm so anxious in my body, that's not actually the freedom that I want, okay? If I'm sitting here babysitting a trade because I'm fucking terrified, it completely eliminates all of the freedom that I actually chose that profession and that skill to go into in the first place. So what I like to do is I like to tell myself when I am in these negative positions or when I do feel the urge to sit and babysit my trade, I'll simply sit back and I'll remind myself, you know what, Ken's, we're trading with $50,000 today, but guess what? Someday this is going to be $500,000. And do I want myself to be stressed, babysitting, anxious, scared that the trade's not going to go my way? Or do I want to trade confidently? Do I want to be able to place my trades and walk away and go about my day knowing that I'm either going to make the money or I'm going to lose the money within proper risk management of what I calculated out my loss to be? And so if I can't handle the emotions, if I can't handle the anxiety, if I can't be confident in my trades now when I'm at a $50,000 account, how do I ever expect myself to trade successfully on a $500,000 account? Do you see what I'm saying? New levels, new devils, baby. But you got to learn to conquer them. 
And the more you can conquer them and you can say no and you can choose what bucket you're putting your energy into, the easier it is for you to ease into the manifestations and the things that you want to bring about. Same thing with the business, okay? This is something that I used to not struggle with. I don't want to say struggle with, but when I first started, it was really tough for me to have like my first three clients, for example. When I had three clients and I was like, oh my God, I only have three clients. Like I feel fucking horrible. Like I I really felt so insecure about having three clients because I was like, I just know I'm made to help so many more people. But it was not something I was willing to do by compromising my own well-being. I knew that when I was traveling the way that I was, I didn't have the capacity to be coaching more than that because of time zone changes, because of my travel schedules, because of my trading, because of everything else that was going on and me wanting to be present and explore. I knew that three clients kind of was the cap of what I could be doing. And so instead of feeling guilty about only having three clients and only being able to impact three clients, three people in this fucking world of 7 billion, I reframed things. I put them on a larger scale. I reminded myself that my business is going to continue to grow. My business is going to continue to impact more people. But immediately right now, I'm not just impacting these three people. It's not just about the current client that gets to sit in front of me because I know that the work that I do is going to radiate off of them, again, glowing them the fuck up to the point where these individuals are going to go out and impact other people. And you know what? They do. If you've listened to my testimonials, they talk about how they found their purpose. They've been able to go out and have meaningful conversations with people. They've inspired other people to work on themselves. They've inspired actions and have been able to tap into their own purpose to share with the world, okay? So it's not so much about me only being able to sit with one person, but me being able to and being privileged to sit with one person who then is going to be able to have a ripple effect and go impact a hundred more lives. So sure, three clients is what I see in my calendar, but that's actually 300 people at minimum that I'm impacting in the world. So I want you to sit down and I want you to look at the things that you think are too small. And I want you to consider where you want to be in the long run and see how the things that you're being tested with right now really are just helping you get to that point then. Okay? Same thing with my fucking bank account, you guys. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Being an entrepreneur is hard. There are some months that I make a fuck ton of money. There are some months that I don't make any money, okay? And it's okay because that's just the ebbs and flows, right? Like, money comes, money goes. Money lasts and money grows. Sometimes it's got to go other places in order to grow before it can come back to me. And what used to happen to me is I would get so insecure on a day or a month that I didn't make any money. And it used to eat at me. Be like, oh my God, I didn't make a single fucking dollar today. I didn't make a single fucking dollar today. That means everything. Like that means the business is failing. That means that I'm a shit trader. That means that I'm not cut out for this. That needs. That means that I need to start looking for a different job. Like there are so many different spirals that I used to take myself down. And now I'm like, you know what? 
I'm manifesting the the version of me in the business that generates a million dollars in sales every year. I'm manifesting the trader in me that consistently makes $2,000 a day. So when I have that mentality, would the millionaire business version of me be concerned about a day that I don't make money? No. She'd be like, all right, whatever. On to the next, right? Like we still had a million dollars in sales. What the fuck does it matter if we had one day that didn't perform? If I'm making $2,000 a day in the markets and there's 252 days that I can trade throughout the year, that's about $500,000 a year, okay? If I know that I'm trading and performing at $500,000 a year, am I really going to be upset that I didn't make money on a specific day? No, probably not. I know that money's in the bank. I know that it's coming. If I didn't have a $2,000 day today, guess what? It might be because I have a five or six or $7,000 day coming. You have to zoom out and pull yourself out of the problems and the anxieties and the experiences that you're having physically or emotionally to put you back into perspective of what your actual dreams and desires and goals are. Again, we're focused on where we're putting our energy. Are we going to allow ourselves to feel anxious and broke and bitter and insecure and all these other things? Or are we going to allow ourselves to feel empowered, to pick ourselves up on the days that we don't feel like we have the actual success we wanted to see? Are we going to allow ourselves to celebrate progress instead of the achievement? or the outcome. These have been all of the things that I have been incorporating lately, living by truly through and through in my body. And what's actually really set my life on fire over the last 30 days and the results that I've had right now. Okay. And I'm going to continue with this. I basically like I'm on the stretch to do this where my 90 days is going to end right around the new year. Okay. So I'm creating all of this momentum for myself to head into the year with. And a lot of people will start to drag in quarter four. They'll start to drag because guess what? We got the holidays coming up. Oh, well, like we're really far from our January goals that we set in the beginning of the year. Like it's just not going to happen. We may as well just let ourselves kind of let loose and, you know, scum our way through to the end of the year. Like, Hell no, that is not my vibe. <laughs> that is not my vibe. It used to be, but that's not who I am anymore. That's not the person I want to be. That's not the type of individual business life or success that I want to have. And it's not going to get me there. So I know that I can no longer be available for that anymore. I hope that some of these ideas were helpful for you. If you are interested in getting your hands on my planner, what I want you to do is I want you to go to Instagram and I want you to DM me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send you just the singular template of what that day will look like, okay? That's all I'm going to send you because there's a lot more there and there's a lot more value and that will come when it is ready, when January is ready to launch. But if you're somebody who really loves planners and you love having flexibility within a planner and you're really lit about the process that I was just talking about, I want you to get your hands on this as soon as possible so that you can also start to create the momentum that I have been able to do over the last 30 days and finish out this year of 2023 with me on the strongest wave of momentum you've ever felt in your life. Also, let me just really quick add this before I cut this off. I am starting a referral program for my coaching business, okay? So 
even if you're somebody who maybe really wants to have the glow up and go through the experience of being coached by me, but maybe you don't have the funds just yet. Maybe you're somebody who just likes to listen and participate, but you're looking to make some side money. I have inside of the application to the Glow Up program a specific spot where it allows people to put in the referral name. And what I'm doing now is I'm starting, I just started this a couple, maybe maybe a month ago. I just started this a month ago where if you're referred by somebody, the person who referred you makes $1,000, okay? So if you send somebody and they apply and they get accepted to join me in my program and I see you as the referral in there, I'm going to connect with you. And as soon as they pay me, you get $1,000 to your name. No questions, no ifs, ands, or buts. This is a 17% commission. One of the girls that I recently had do this she didn't need the money. So what she did is she kept 500 of it for herself. And then she gave the person who signed up $500 as well. So that girl got a discount on her, got a discount on her program. And the girl who referred her made an extra $500 that she didn't necessarily need anyways. It was a little bonus. Okay. But I know that there are people out there in the world right now who need opportunity and I want to supply that to you. So that is the deal with the referrals. Um, And as I said, it's in the application. If you want to even just go open up the application and check it out for yourself so you can see, definitely do so. But share this with people that you know could use the glow up. Share this with people who you know could benefit from this. Share this with yourself. Let me be your referral. Okay. If you've listened to this podcast and you want that referral bonus, you'll get a thousand dollars off if you write my name in there. Okay. (laughs) I might need to set a date on that just because this might continue to come back. You know what though? Like, is that big? Is that that big of a deal? I don't think so. If you want a personal referral, I'm referring you right now. I love you so much. Let's dominate the final quarter of this year. Let's dominate the final couple of months. Enjoy your Halloween. Enjoy the holiday season coming up. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.